Hey there. Chad is today's guest on the podcast. We talk about his life with cerebral palsy all the way back from childhood up to becoming a Spartan athlete. And we do spend a lot of time talking about um, just his process for health and fitness, how training for the race and the races leading up to the one he just completed uh, really just reinvigorated his view of health and fitness. This was a it just, I, I love that he was able to share his story. It's a very honest, raw, touching conversation. We know you're going to enjoy it. I do have uh, his Instagram linked up in the show notes. So if you're not connected already, please go ahead and give him a follow. And without further ado, here's Chad. All right. So Chad, I, I, there's definitely a lot of things that we can get into, and I know that we're going to get into your Spartan race that you recently completed, the training that went into that, and just really your approach to health and fitness, uh, even even before the races. But I want to get into your origin story first. So uh, how far back do you want to go, and what is it you'd like to share with us? Well, um, I have spastic hemiplegia. I was diagnosed with cerebral palsy at the age of two. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my mother uh, played a big part in uh, helping with diagnosis of that and helping me with the struggles of that. Um, my earliest memories of, of that would, would probably be uh, grade school fifth grade, sixth grade, that's when uh, it's about where, where the memories start. Uh, but it was tough, you know, it's, it's, uh, you can relate, but I mean, it's, it's uh, being different and uh, the struggles of, of trying to figure out how you fit in. Um, mine was uh, related to, I had a stroke. Uh, I broke when I was an infant, so my whole left side is uh, def- severely deficient. Mm-hmm. My left foot uh, would turn in because my muscles were so tight on the left side. So I would often trip. I would trip over my own foot, and I, I have a limp associated with that. Um, and I remember, it's funny, there's certain things that, that you just remember I remember a trip to the store when I was in fifth grade, we were shopping and we we're going down the aisle and I tripped several times in, in one aisle over my own foot. And that night my parents had the conversation like, this is something that we're gonna have to address, you know? And, and so I had a surgery in fifth grade, they did a corrective surgery. Uh, they broke the bones in my foot and they realigned them with pins. And I had one of the old school heavy plaster casts in a wheelchair for, I spent a summer before fifth grade, I spent that summer in a wheelchair, which, uh, so that's, that's kind of where the, the memory of, of it starts for me. Um, and I'm trying to think of where to, where to go from there. Well, and, and after the surgery, um, were you doing physical therapy 
post-surgery and then did you continue on with that after I guess the, the rehabilitation? Had I had physical therapy two different ways. I had physical therapy prior to the surgery. I would go um, after school a couple days a week. My mother would have to drive me to physical therapy and it was uh, the whole thing was like a stretching set like hands-on you know they would just beat me up for an hour a couple days a week that's exactly how it was, too. <laughs> and, then, um, and then I had the surgery. And then it was a combination of going to physical therapy a couple days a week. And a physical therapist would come to school. And I would get pulled out of certain classes or I would get pulled out of gym. And my school had a separate gym, a smaller gym. So they would pull me from something, bring me to this separate gym and work on me at school so that happened for a while and then as uh, I sort of I guess recovered from the surgery or healed up things were a, a little better and they sort of got to the point where I was functional enough that I didn't want to deal with it anymore like I was in middle school and all my buddies are doing stuff after school and I'm having to drive 30 minutes to physical therapy. Like, Oh, I can't today. I have to go to, I have to go to PT or I, I can't be in this school activity. I have physical therapy three days a week. And I got, you know, luckily I was in a position where I was able to say like, I'm going to stop doing this for a little while. Um, and I, you know, I had, great friends, great support system. And one of my, my friends, my best friend said, you should run cross country. And, and I asked the, the PT and the doctors and they're like, well, you can, but like, I don't know, like, we're not going to tell you no, but we don't know how to go. And so I did, I, I ran cross country. I, I quit PT and I gave it a try and I finished the whole season. Um, sorry, <laughs> I was, uh, some of this stuff's tough. I'm sorry. No, you're, you're fine. You're fine. Um, anything but, you want to talk about or anything you want to stay away from? Cause man, yeah, it's, no, it, it's all fine. It's, I don't know why it's, you know, sometimes it's even this many years later, but you know, I, I ran the whole season and, uh, I, I finished last every time, but it, to, to do that was a was a great thing mm -hmm. geez i'm sorry and um, so from there I, I tried to do some other things i uh the following year i tried out for the basketball team mm -hmm. and I, I made the team i i didn't play much <laughs> usually you know the last the last minute of the game that was my my time to shine mm -hmm. so i played basketball and then uh, I don't know if it was a good decision or not but I never went back to, to PT I just I was I guess active enough at that point that it kept things in check mm -hmm. to an extent um, and then I guess fast fast forward quite a while but then into adulthood when I moved here um, I've been, I've been here for 16 years and 
it was about uh, 14, two years after I moved here, I started to have a lot of problems because I wasn't, I wasn't as active anymore. Um, things were tightening up, stuff was getting tough. Like I would go to brush my teeth and just even that little bit of bend, you know, to brush my teeth. I'm, I could feel it all the way up my legs into my back and uh, a lot of just simple tasks. And so I, I started going to a doctor and, and he said, look, if you want to have any quality of life, you either have to go back to physical therapy or you got to get a gym membership. You got to do something because it's just gonna, it's not going to get any better. And so at that point, that's where fitness came in for me. I was like, if I, if I got to do this, I'm going to try to find a way to have fun with it and enjoy it and, and make it a positive thing because I, I don't know. I don't know why I, I just always looked at PT as a negative thing for me. Like, I don't know. I, I thought like if I go to the gym, it puts a positive spin. Like oh, I'm getting healthy and I'm, I'm exercising and it's going to, so that's where fitness kind of started. And uh, so I worked out on my own for a while. Uh, but that, that was kind of, that became like, spinning my wheels like I was going because I had to and it wasn't fun like I wasn't enjoying it I was just doing it because I had to it's like physical therapy was in childhood Absolutely. yeah it's the same I didn't get any gratification I like okay I gotta go to the gym and um but even though I didn't enjoy it it kept things things were balanced out like I was okay after a while when that some of those problems went away and then COVID hit and gyms closed mm -hmm. and that's where things got bad. Um, I had, I had, uh, sorry, things got, things got real bad in COVID. I, I went to get out of bed one day and I couldn't, I couldn't uh, sit up really. It was like such a hinged motion, but everything was so tight. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just didn't know. And so I went, I went to the, you know, back to the doctor and did some tests and things. And in that I saw an orthopedic specialist who said my spasticity was one of the worst that he had seen in quite some time. And within those, doing those tests, they also found uh, arthritis in both my hips and arthritis in my lumbar spine. So I just got, I got in this dark place where I just thought, like, is this what PT is at 40? Like, I, I knew that, I knew that things had tightened up because I wasn't going to the gym, but I also didn't know, like, I know that as you age, you know, it can take a toll on your body in different ways. So I is this all because I stopped going to the gym or is this also a part of being a 40 year old with CP? And, you know, it got, it got in the way of a lot of things. My, my brother was training for a, a Ironman. He's, he's a fit individual and we, 
text back and forth through a lot of his training. And it was something, it was a moment that I wanted to share with him. I wanted to go and watch and my family went, some of his friends went and I couldn't go because at that time I couldn't ride in a car for more than two hours without being in all kinds of pain. I had a hip brace that I had to wear. Um, I went to, to functions with friends and I spent time at these functions, like not enjoying the moment not enjoying the function, like worrying about, all right, how long am I going to be able to be here before this thing starts to bother me to the point where I got to leave? And my, you know, my son and my daughter, they want to do stuff, you know, they want a dad that can, can play or, or be out active. And they would often ask, like, are you okay today? So it just got tough. And, uh, my trainer, who's a great, he's a great individual. He, he researched ways that he could help. Mm-hmm. He learned um, uh, myofascial release and trigger point therapy, uh, massage, different types of massage. He learned those things when he was out in California for a time. And he said, let, let me try some things for you. And he worked on stretching and massage and trigger point therapy and I did physical therapy. I had to, you know, use muscle relaxers, baclofen. And we, we came up with a whole process to get it under control. And once I got it under control, I still just didn't feel good, you know? Mm-hmm. So that, that was kind of the thing is like, all right, I'm functioning now, but I still don't see myself in a good way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I saw, I saw my brother's videos. Uh, he's, oh, geez, I'm sorry. He's crossing the finish line and I'm saying, I got to find something like that. Yep. So that's where the Spartan came in. Mm-hmm. It always thought they were a great thing. And I'd seen them on, on ESPN and I'd seen them on TV or social media. And I always said, man, what a, what a great thing that would, that would be to be able to do that. But I don't, I, I could, I don't, I don't think that's me. Sorry. And so it became the point. Yeah like let's train for this thing and let's do it when did you make that decision <sighs> january january 3rd january. yeah january 3rd i text my trainer and i said i want to do a spartan way help me and he's 30 seconds you know me let's get it he says yeah, yeah. so he's a great guy he says, let's get it. So he came up with a plan and four days a week out of the gym, we started slow. I hadn't ran since the cross country days in middle school. It never interested me um, other than that one time, you know, in childhood. But since then I hadn't had the urge to run. He said, if you're going to do a Spartan, you're going to have to run. And I don't know what it was about running, but I, 
once I started, it was like freeing at the peace that I found, you know, I got put the headphones on and I found these quiet canal paths that there's nice places around me to run and uh, headphones on and I'd be there by myself running. And I'm like, wow, there's something to this for me. It actually, it feels good to be out here and to be able to run. And so I signed up for a 5k. It was a fun 5k, like a rabbit race around. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, I got lost, of course, <laughs> but I finished. But I ended up running five miles instead of three. But I felt good, like wow, I just I just ran in five k, mm -hmm. and so then I signed up for an actual race with like timing chip and uh, there was a bunch of racers and stuff, and I, I I'm going to do this, and I I signed up for my first ever five k race. And I finished in 26 minutes and 53 seconds, which I don't think I'll ever forget that time, but it just felt amazing. You know, I'm coming, I come around this one corner and, and there's a whole crowd of people cheering. They got signs and they're blowing bubbles. I couldn't help it. I get emotional when I'm running down the road and yeah. then I'm out here running in this race right now. Thinking about the year, everything. It just, it felt amazing. Mm -hmm. And so um, I've been in a couple other ones and I plan on doing 5Ks throughout the summer. There's a, there's an organization here that puts them on regularly. And so that's kind of a thing for me, this, all this stuff that I went through and then, you know, to, to set this goal, it, it opened up this whole other thing for me. I, I love to run now and, and I'm signing up for these five Ks. I, I would have never imagined that that was something that I would do. Uh, so that was one part of the, the training. That's probably the, my favorite part to come out of the whole thing. It's like, now I have this whole passion for running that I, I didn't have before. I didn't appreciate. And the fact that I'm out there and I'm able to do it, it is a great thing for me. Um, that was one thing. And the other thing was uh, we had to climb, I had to learn how to climb a rope. I, I told my trainer, I said, look, I know that I'm probably not gonna be able to do everything and I'm okay with that, but I'd love to be in a position where I can try everything. I don't wanna have to walk up to any obstacle and say, I can't do this. I have to, you know, I forfeit this one or whatever, just skip it and walk by. I wanted to be able to, Put me in a spot where I can try it. And I climbing the rope in fifth grade, they made us climb the rope. It was like mandatory for gym. And all these other kids are flying up the rope and they're saying, like, you know, kids with a, a frame similar to mine, they're all they're the best at it. They're flying up the rope. And then I get I get up there, they make me do it. He knows I can't do it. I know I can't do it. And I couldn't believe him a quarter of an inch, I couldn't get anything. And so I was terrified to learn how to climb this rope. I'm telling my trainer the whole time, like, I don't think I'm gonna be able to do this. I was probably counting myself out before I even started. Yep. And we worked on it for months and I couldn't, I couldn't gain any ground and I wanted to give up so many times, but he wouldn't let me do it. He's, you're not, 
you're not quitting, I'm not letting you. And he had all these other techniques of having me lay on the ground and just use my arms to pull my, just my chest to the rope, little, little pull techniques. And then he stacked a bunch of mats and he walked my feet up the rope. Like he had me pull myself up and then he got under me and he pushed my feet so that I was doing a little bit. And he did that for weeks. And after a while, he, I'm getting up the rope and he's saying, like, I'm barely touching your feet. You're doing most of the work now. Why don't you try it yourself tomorrow when we come? And, and I tried four times and I couldn't get it. I wasn't getting anywhere. And so I got frustrated. And, and he says, you know, go to the treadmill and cool down for the night. We'll get, we'll get back at it. Don't give up. And I'm on the treadmill and I'm just boiling. I'm like mad at myself, like frustrated. I got to be able to do this. I said, before I leave, I'm going back in there and I'm trying that rope. And I want you to record it on my phone because I want to see what I'm doing wrong. Like, what am I doing wrong? So I got to, I got to fix this. We got a month, we got a month to go. Yep. So he takes the phone and he starts recording and that's, there's a video on my Instagram. It's the first rope video. I don't know what happened, but I pulled, I pulled and I got myself. Once I got one, I got two and I got three. He's yelling in the background and, and I yell, I got almost to the top. Yeah. And the only reason I didn't get to the top is because I, I'm thinking to myself like, okay, now I have to get down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the hand under hand motion was tough. The whole thing that made the, the rope hard to begin with is I don't have the stability or the uh, movement in my legs. I can't use my legs to use these other techniques that you see all these other ropers use, these hooking techniques. My hips are too, my feet don't bend that way. My hips, it just doesn't work. So it's all arms or nothing. And so getting up there, you use all your arms and then getting down even that hand under hand, you got to hold yourself for a second. So I was worried about getting down and I ended up getting down. I was able to pinch the rope just enough with my feet to get down. Yeah. And we were both like, after the video, we were both sitting there. Like we couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I went up to my car. I think I sat, I sat in my car and I was emotional in my car for about 10 minutes, texting everybody I know, calling people like I got the rope. And so that was a huge moment for me. And uh, I, you know, now, now I go to the gym and I work out, I run over the rope and I, I fly up the rope. I don't even think about it. Yeah. So that, that was another like big, big moment for me. And so, you know, it's, it's interesting. Cause I feel like I look back to where I was a year ago, six months ago feeling like everything just so terrible. And now I just, I feel great. Well, and, and I'll say one thing I do want to talk about, and this, you were, I, I knew, and that's why when you, when you said that, hey, we're going to record a video, <laughs> I knew where this was going. Um, but I mean, it's, I think what's, what's really great about your story is once you take to something and 
your body decides it's going to get on the same page with your mind, which with CP is one of the most frustrating things because your, your mind's like, this is what we're going to do. Even yeah. back to the story, the, the story and in, in the, in the store where you're you know tripping over your feet, your mind is like, we're going to take a step forward and your body's like, no, we're not. But how fast, once something, once you get on the same page with yourself, like the type of progress that you have, I mean, even the fact that you just decided in January, you know what, I'm doing this and yeah. your body will fight you until it doesn't. So that I, I think with your, and this is kind of what I'm hearing with all of your athletic endeavors is like, once your body and mind are on the same page, you can do anything. Um, the other thing that I was curious about is how, how is your recovery after these races? What's it like the, the first day or the few days right after a race? So when these five Ks, even when I go on my own and I say, I'm going to train for, you know, I'm going to go run a 5k on the canal or I sign up for one of the 5k races for a day or two, the fatigue, you know, it, it's there. I wake up the next day and I'm just wiped and I'm wiped for a day or two. And I, I didn't really think I knew the Spartan was going to be tough. Yeah. I wasn't really thinking about that part of it. And the, the race was last Saturday at 8.30 in the morning. Today's the first day that I feel like myself. Um, and and I, I have a Garmin watch and I think there's some, there's a, a measurable on there called a body battery. Mm-hmm. And it'll tell you like, it measures and it seems like so spot on. And usually when I wake up on a normal day, I'll wake up and it'll say like, your body battery's at a hundred. You're ready to attack the day. I did this race and all week it's been at like single digits. Like you're bottoming out, your body battery's at a five. And that's how I felt all week. I just felt exhausted. Uh, My hips were sore, my back was sore, my arms, everything was sore. And I just haven't had any energy all week. And I'm I'm telling my wife, like, I, I'm spent. And I'm saying, like, oh, maybe, you know, hopefully tomorrow, like another couple of days, maybe I'll be good. And I woke up this morning and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm back. But it took, you know, almost a week. It wiped me out. And I, and I trained. It's not like I trained really hard. I mean, I trained for six months and I felt like I was, you know, I ran. So I wouldn't have expected to be wiped out that much. But, yeah, I, all week I was I was spent. <laughs> well, in that, you know, that that's one part. Um, being active with CP, you're the, the recovery time, like when you're trying to recover from stuff, you'll be a day or so after, or, and you'll be like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, your, your body completely shuts down. Um, I like the, uh, the other thing that stuck out to me is you're, you're, you're back into running and you're going to continue doing this. You said you've got some five Ks throughout the summer. How do you, one, how do you space those out? Like how much time do you give yourself between races for training and recovery? Uh, and then two, what other fitness goals do you have for yourself? I mean, now that you're, you're Spartan, man. So like, what, what else are you thinking of doing? Uh, the, the races, I was thinking a good number for me was like one a month. They have them, they have a 
them all summer, but I was like looking at their schedule and I'm like, okay, if I do one in July, that'd be kind of cool. And that one in August, um, this is a little off. It's a step back, but orthotics. I don't know if you've ever tried orthotics or are you familiar with orthotics, but when I did that first race, I, they took some pictures. My first, okay, I got some pictures back. And with the right side, the side that compensates, um, my right knee turned all the way in, like that bone is twisted. So the right knee's in and the right foot is out all the way. So I saw some of these and, and it doesn't hurt, but it doesn't, it's not smooth. No. So I saw some of those and I thought about longer term, like, I wonder if running and having this motion repetitively on the road and doing these 5Ks is going to cause problems down the line. So I actually went to a foot specialist, and they they molded some custom orthotics for me. He, he like, took my feet, and he lifted them up and pointed them the right way and molded them molded these casts over my feet and turned them into these inserts that that go in my shoe and I actually just got those this week and I have to wear them like an hour increment increase each day and so that July race will be the first race I'm able to do with these orthotics and that'll play a part too because I've never had that just walking in them like I I had to wear them for three hours yesterday. So I'm like, I'm going to wear them to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And just walking around the store, I'm like, wow, this is so, it's so odd. I've never had my feet set like this in my whole life. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how it feels to run a race with those orthotics and what differences it makes or doesn't make. And maybe that'll play a part too. Um, but right now, that, that July race is the first one I'm looking at as far as using the orthotics. And then, you know, one a month after that, probably, and I'll give, give my time, give myself some time. And then bigger picture, um, Spartan has another type of event called the Spartan Trail. And it doesn't have any obstacles. It's just a trail run. Some people run it. Some people walk it. Um, you know, all different abilities when I see the videos and things and it's 10 K. Yeah. And my wife has, you know, she's, she works out and exercises and things on her own too. And she said, how cool would it be if we could do this one together? And, um, so we want to do that together just because, you know, it'd be cool. It's in Lake Placid. So it's, uh, you have to, you know, have to drive a couple hours similar like I did for this this last Spartan, but to share that with her. And I'm not really looking at that as a race, but just to go out there and, you know, if we have to walk some, we walk some. If if we jog, we jog and, you know, whatever pace we need to go at to be able to do that together and and have that moment together. That's, that's probably the biggest thing on my schedule next. And that's in October, but we actually did a 5K together. Um, right before the Spartan, a couple of weeks before the Spartan, we signed up for a, for a 5k. I wanted to do one more before the Spartan, just to make sure mm-hmm. everything was there. And we've, 
never been able to do anything like that. We've not, it's the first time that we ever, you know, signed up for a race together. So that was real cool that, that we did that. So we're going to look at that too. Like what are some things that we can maybe do together? Uh, but the, the Spartan trail will be the next, you know, big thing on my schedule, I guess that I'll be excited for. Well, and, and this, I mean, this has opened up, this has opened up so much for you. And I think the other, I mean, now do you, I'm assuming you have a completely different outlook on fitness and training. And, it, it's, it's really, it is, it's so different. And it's my trainer and I talked about it a couple of times. Well, when I, even when he was helping me before, like I said, it was like, I was spinning my wheels. I was there cause I had to be, mm-hmm. but once, once we started training for this Spartan and I, I started having some of these other feelings with the running and the, the every day that I showed up to train for the five or six months, I was like, high energy ready to go couldn't wait to do whatever he had in mind and and that's how i i've been the whole time and and i I feel like i'm not gonna i don't think that's gonna go away i just have this whole different outlook it's it's changed so much for me just setting that tough goal and yeah you know achieving some of those things after going through that really tough spot you know that year was probably the worst year I've ever had and I didn't know what things were going to look like after that and then to do this it's a whole different feeling it's well and, and again I mean like listening to this your body eventually I mean it, it'll get on the same page with you and you can do all of it so I, I think that's that's one of the most exciting things about this is you've got all this stuff in front of you i love that you and your wife are doing this stuff together and i also like that you're seeing this this trail uh spartan trail as as an experience like it's not it's yeah. much an experience of something that you two are going to be doing together which yeah. i think i think that's wonderful too um as we as we wrap up here and i already told them in the intro to to go ahead and check you out and follow you on instagram uh, is there anything else that you want to leave folks with for, for those listening? Is there anything else you want to say? Uh, I mean, the biggest thing is, is just don't give up on yourself. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, because I easily could have, you know, sat there and, and, felt sorry for myself and not tried to make any of these changes and I wouldn't have any of this. It's, I mean, you're, you're just, it's where you're able to get and the speed of which you're able to, you've been able to accomplish these things is, I I mean, it's amazing. And I think that's going to be the thing and, and that will, that's going to help you navigate the million dollar question that everybody with CP and similar conditions is asking as we get older, what's life going to be like in the future? And I think just based on what you're saying, your outlook now is completely different than what it was a year ago. And I think that's, that's amazing. I think it is. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the big thing and, you know, and my kids get to see it too, which is, which is great. You know, my son was there 
and I finished the race and he came up at the end of the race and he said, I'm so proud of you. I love that. I, I absolutely, no, I absolutely love And that. he said, maybe we could do one together. Something. You know, this entire conversation, Chad, I've been holding it in and I'm not going to cry. That one might actually get it from me as well, man. It was, um, that was a moment. That was tough. Yeah. That took a minute. Well, I mean, it's, uh, you know, look, it's, it is your teenage son seeing you as the hero that you are. And that's, it's a feeling that's very special and it makes, it, it's, it's how the world sees you versus how you see yourself and those closest to you see you. It's, it's so, it, it, it just reinforces that you know the outside perception doesn't matter and the opinions of those closest to you and the one that you have on yourself is the most important sure so um with that guys we will go ahead and wrap up here again make sure that you connect with chad on instagram give him a follow and um you and i have a ton of follow-up conversations sir uh on <laughs> podcast possibly but definitely uh, outside of that as well so. absolutely i look forward to following your journey more as well and i'm glad we were able to connect i, I am too i am too so we'll wrap up here guys and uh chad thanks again and we'll talk again soon okay thank you